The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal with John. Absolutely Joe Flacco not. has a Super Joe Bowl Flacco. MVP. Look at the stats, dog. Ha. He look has the a stats. Super Bowl look, MVP. Look, look at the stats. And Rando. Your argument said that Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. And then people I were like, Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco elite. On Buffalo Rumblings. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Brando tonight. Pat's got the night off. We're a Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. Brando, how is how is this game for you? We got obviously got the Jets game to break down, and then coming up this Saturday is the Dolphins game. But did you have to work in this in this weather? I did the win the wintry weathery mix, as they call it, in Orchard Park. Uh, I, I don't know, man. When I heard these guys and I see it on Twitter, I hear it on WGR. When they're going to tell you weather's not a factor, I'm going to tell them you're full of S-H-I-T. And I can spell it, but I can't say it because it'll be blurped. So I want everybody <laughs> to know what, what word that is. But it was, it was miserable out, man. It was so cold. It was just cold enough when you're wet and there's like a, a, a tiny breeze and it switches to the snow and it's a little bit better but it was like i wear black sneakers with my uniform unless it's snowing i can wear boots so it was like i didn't wear boots i thought i should wear sneakers and i put extra socks and they just were wet on my walk in and it was like oh no so like 9 45 till 5 30 outside and that was just not fun and i could see how josh sailed a couple balls and i could see how you know, and they say any weather's not a factor. Like we had a couple strips, right? We stripped the ball a couple times. Greg Russo had yep. a strip. Like there, it was a factor to both sides. You can't just say it helped us or hurt us. Yeah, definitely. The first thing that I noticed is the ball sailing on Josh. Yeah, like, and you know, Josh misses passes normally, so it's not like he'd be a hundred percent completion percentage if it wasn't raining out. And yes, receivers do drop balls, but you know, I was listening to GR today too, and you know, I love the morning show guys. You know, as as you do too. Um, you know, they're trying to say that weather isn't a factor. I mean, it might not be as big of a factor as people make it out to be, but no. I think it is a factor. I it's think it factor. affects things. If if you miss a single throw, then that affected the game. You know, like you know, the butterfly effect here with could be one pass that sails that could be intercepted. None of them were intercepted in this game, but you know, we could be talking about something different if 
you know, Josh throws or that Dawson Knox catch that slips through his fingers and then falls to the ground harmlessly. That could have been in the linebacker's hands too. So we might be talking about it differently if it, some of these plays turned out different, I think. Yes. Or even the fumbles, right? Some of those were punch outs. I think those might have happened normally. At least the at least the Damar Hamlin one. I'm not sure about the Joe Flacco one, whether that was, you know, slippery ball related, if you could see that. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, your left tackles hurt. You're going to blitz on the left side more because there's a weakness. If you know, and they're, they're good about it. They punch it all the time, but you're more apt to get a fumble with a wet ball if you're punching it than either way. So, you know, whatever micro percentage point difference it makes make it's, true, I don't true. Know. i'm just saying we're we're nitpicking i mean an old man because <laughs> i watched a nice bills win outside and i was cold and i didn't warm up until like right now which is monday night i so. mean i was in the comfort of my home watching this game but still i was not comfortable for this game either I, i'm not i'm not trying to compare my pain to yours but like the game <laughs> itself was not a oh this is an enjoyable bills win where no. they're up by this like how can you feel good about an offense when they punt five times in a row? Like that's an uncharacteristic thing. I was getting real nervous. I was stressed out that entire game. I'm not always stressed out for games. Most of the time I am, but it was not like, uh, you know, I couldn't even get up and cheer when Josh hurdled that guy. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> but you know, normally in a normal game, I'd be like head through the ceiling for yeah. something like that. Same with Dawson Knox's touchdown. It was, it but, was a grinded out game. You know, you, you, the trend has followed where these, Yards and points seem hard earned. It's a hard earned day of work. We don't make it look as easy as we used to, but I really did the turning point. I thought I, I took a breath of relief when Quentin Williams went out because it really changed the game for the jets defense. They have a very good unit. Sauce Gardner played well. Linebackers played all right, except for that offsides call, which was super funny. Um, Cause they were, it felt a lot like, when, when Quentin Williams went out, I don't know if you remember the opening day game a couple of years ago. I only remember it because I was in California at the time and yep. it was so weird watching football at 10 a.m. CJ Mosley um, went out. Yeah, exactly. And that changed the tide of that game yep. after that, which is so funny because that, that game had a bomb to, to John Brown as well. So it's like, oh, you know, I thought he had it. Or, the ball was coming right at me. It was right in front of me and it looked like he it caught it. It seemed like it was just a little bit underthrown. And, you know, I got it handed to Josh, like throwing a ball in that rain, like I would have missed by a mile. You know, the fact that it was even close was was cool. But I feel like if he did lead him a little bit farther towards that pylon and not towards the sideline, you know, the corner wouldn't have as much time to catch up to him. But I thought so they might have challenged it. We were looking for the replay. And uh, that's the one thing I don't like about this is I always feel like I'm missing a couple replays. Whereas, you know, these other stadiums, you may or may not be. But anyways, um, <laughs> the, I was like, are they going to challenge it? It looks like a decent catch. So I often watch it back. I haven't watched it back yet. But. Yeah, it, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't particularly close. It didn't look like he got two steps and the ball was moving before he secured it. Gotcha. Um, but it, it looked like he had it for a second, but it's good to see him getting a, getting a target though. Like that's, yeah. Is that promising or is that concerning because of the Bills' lack of wide receiver depth? I don't think it's a problem. I just, I lo- we all love John Brown. He was not a bad player when he was here. He beat a good secondary deep. I want to say Sauce Gardner was the corner on yeah. John Brown for that play. Right. And, and I believe so. Brown's open. He ran a perfect route. He showed the speed that he used to have. You don't have to use him in 80% of the snaps anymore, put them out there when you need to go 
four wide receivers or somebody gets hurt. Just I want to see him with the ball and uh, give him a catch or two because McKenzie and Shakir and Davis, they're just a little underwhelming here. And I don't know what's going on with Ken Dorsey. If there's they, they said they were talking about saving stuff for the playoffs still. And I just think that's baloney because I don't know. You've been tested a couple of times. Wouldn't you want to be building confidence? And yeah. And it's, I, I don't really understand the, the argument of holding stuff back either. I mean, if we're talking about preseason, yes, you're running a vanilla offense, but you know, as far as saving things during regular season games, I mean, maybe you don't pull out your best trick play against a team that you think that you're going to beat. And honestly, I was actually surprised that they showed their hand on that fourth and one because they're not going to be able to do that anymore. Like they're not going to be able to get that free fourth and one. And it ended up being worth it because you can say it led to them winning that game. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely something that I, I love how that play went where they, where they got CJ Mosley offsides because the, it was the perfect decoy because you got Josh doing the sh- shoulder shrug at the sidelines, right? Which is usually what teams do when somebody goes in motion like Dawson Knox and then gets under center and then sneaks it like a quarterback sneak for that one person. So I I thought it was genius to just draw him off sides with that. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was the brightest spot of, of Ken Dorsey for the day, in my opinion, but that might even be on Josh Allen. He, he might've been the one to run up to the line who called timeout jets called timeout before that. And then they come back out again. I don't remember if they were coming out of a timeout at that point or not, or if they just got up to the line and ran it. Interesting. Josh is good about that. I do, you know, he, and I want to say they were talking about it a little bit in the post game that they do go no huddle and up tempo when they're trying to get a base defense. And a lot of these complex schemes that the bills are facing where they might have sauce Gardner on Gabe Davis, and then they're bracketing digs, right? We've seen other teams do this or, or dialing up some sort of blitzes and some sort of, decoy coverage and trying to mess with Josh's head. Josh said that he knows defenses can't really do that when they go in tempo. You kind of get locked into a basic defense. You want to cover all your corners and make sure you're not going to get beat for a deep play, but it it lets the Bills exploit matchups better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why you can see so much more success in the the Bills two-minute offense looks so much better than the rest of their offense, yes. to be honest. And granted, I got to give the Jets credit. They have a Super Bowl caliber defense. I That's think it's one word. of the best, if not, if not the best defense that they'll see all year, possibly, unless, you know, barring maybe San Francisco in the Super Bowl or something like that. So I, I'll give them credit there. But yeah, I, I think that we're all still waiting for that. Like, hey, okay, guys, it's December. You're usually on a roll by this point. You know, yeah. the offense looks unstoppable almost. I think we're just kind of expecting that going forward. I'm curious to see how the offense game plans for Miami. I also wanted to get your opinion on this. So Chargers defense is not very well known as being a great passing defense. They did add Khalil Mack and JC Jackson though, right? They did. They did. And numbers wise, it just kind of hasn't translated this year into a good defense um, on paper. But a lot of their strategy was to get the Dolphins receivers just really beat them up at the line of scrimmage to get to an outer rhythm because the Dolphins have a very rhythmic based offense, you know, quick hits, slants, get the ball in your playmaker's hands. They also have a deep threat offense, you know, with the crossers and stuff like that. But Tua never really got comfortable, had his worst game of the season by far. 
in that game. And then, you know, they scored what 14 offensive points. And one of them was that crazy, you know, Tyreek Hill <laughs> touchdown yeah. that happened. Uh, you know, great to have that go against me in fantasy football. That was Oof. fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that I'm, I'm interested to see because that's not the bills typical strategy. They're not, they're not the kind of defense that goes up and even plays press man. They're usually sit back, play zone. You know, you're not lining both corners up at the line of scrimmage typically in in that defense. So I'm interested to see what they'll do there, if they'll stick to their usual MO or they'll kind of do what worked against Miami and really, really took their offense out of rhythm last week. So it's going to depend on also it looked like, I mean, how many times did Tua get sacked? Because like you said, it w- it really was getting Tua uncomfortable from the get-go. What did he start? Two of nine or O of seven and two for nine or something like that. He had some crazy low numbers, even just about midway through that game. It was brutal. And then the, I feel like he missed, he's missed Jalen Waddle by inches or yard or feet. Like they haven't been off by a ton, but in all the games that I've been watching in the last couple of weeks, so two, the two games that I've watched <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, <laughs> he's overthrown Waddle. He's underthrown Waddle. He's Missed Tyreek Hill. They, well, how many times did they look up for the ball and they couldn't find it yesterday? Did you see that one? Tyreek yeah. Hill probably had a, has a touchdown if he notices that ball in the air. He's got his guy one-on-one. So do you put White? Who gets the matchup on Hill? You put White on Tyreek Hill? I don't know. I don't know if they shadow people. I don't know if they try to bracket maybe Tyreek Hill. Because, I mean, if you're bracketing him, then you got Waddle. And then you've got, it's still on the Dolphins, guys like Sherfield who can still get open downfield even if you're doing that. So honestly, we've seen this Bills defense. They're they don't typically over adjust to teams. They do things that fit within their scheme. They're more so about get every player covered on the field and, you know, if they do have some kind of special treatment for Tyreek Hill, I think he's a player that warrants that. I wonder how much they use from like their previous schemes against Kansas City for what they were doing because Did they work? Did they work? <laughs> they didn't. So I would I would scrap that. Not to mention you've also got Travis Kelsey who's going to burn you in that situation either. Where Miami, you know, Ugh. Mike Gesicki. Sorry, dude, I'm not that worried. Good tight end, good receiving tight end, but they don't really get him the ball that much. No, they so. never do. Which is interesting because he's not a bad player, right? But I wouldn't either if I had Terry Kill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah. You know, and well, targets there. They so. have the injury to their running back also, uh, Wilson. What's his first name? Justin Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from the 49ers. I don't know if you've. Yeah. yeah I thought that was a good pickup there. They have a good backfield with Mozart and Mahim. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Jeff Wilson. Plus yep. we got, we might have seven to 10 inches of snow coming by the time Saturday rolls around. There's another lake effect band coming off the lake, apparently according to, our weather friends at channel four or whatever you want to, whatever channel you, who's running game. Do you trust more at this point? Buffalo's cause Allen can run the ball. <laughs> I think that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's not mobile, but he's not Josh. You think know, about so. it. You're limiting to his best thing and you might be enhancing Josh's best thing. Cause if you, right. you know, his arm strength is good, which he's going to need for the game, but it's his legs, right? He can, He's going to be able to do just enough if there's any sort of weather, whereas Tua is really hampered with his timing, passing routes, and rhythm offense. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's get an early break in here really quick because I know we got a Sabres update to get to, and we're bringing back an old segment that Brandon came up with years and years and years and years and years ago. It's probably like six months, I don't know. But uh, stick around. We'll be right back with that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Weekly Sabres Update. Sabres have the highest scoring offense in the NHL, leading the league in goals, but they still don't have a goalie that can stop a puck. This has been your Weekly Sabres Update. And that's that's pretty much all you need to know about the Sabres right there. Yep. And it's it's really cool they're, how good they are on offense. They they might have six players at point per game paces right now. Dylan Cousins is blowing up. Darlene has continued his tear, and Thompson's a stud, and all these guys, Skinner or whatever you may see it, but they're just wasting it. It's all wasted when you allow four goals a game. So yeah, do you think that this wouldn't be the case if Comrie wasn't injured, mm, or do you think it would still be the case? Maybe three and a half goals per game. I don't know. He's too young. I don't want to totally dump on him right now but he's not established so what he's he, they, they go get a guy go get somebody who can make this young team effort worth it right these guys are learning the game and they're, they've learned it so well reward that i mean they've got the cap space right they got everything what do you want take it give us a goalie <laughs> no we'll give you the key to the city at this point if you can stop a puck well, Josh Allen's like, hang on, settle down, guys. Settle Which down. really sucks, too, because I love UPL's name. Like, UPL has one Ooh, of the best Paco names. Lugan I mean, yes. I, it's got a great chant. Like, you yeah. could get an entire stadium going, Uka Pekka Luka. Yeah. You know, it's like, that might be a Brando trademark right there, because I don't know if I've ever heard <laughs> no, anyone I'm else do that. Sure. But I feel like I heard it good. from somebody else. It gets stuck in my head all the time when I UPL. see him playing. Uh, if he stopped so. more pucks, it'd be a happy thought. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but... All right, so we got this segment here that I was uh, clearing out my Google Drive today and I saw some old outlines from our show <laughs> back when we used to do outlines for our show. Um, and uh, so I saw the segment on one of the, the lists and you brought it to us for an episode and it's called Overreaction, Underreaction. I got some statements here and Brandon's going to tell me if it's an overreaction or an underreaction and we can... Here we, we can go. debate on it. So Brandon hasn't seen any of these. I'm just pulling these off the cuff. So live, uh, you know, if Brandon doesn't have like 50 stats to support his arguments right away, that's why. So take uh, my word anyway. for it. I'm yes. I'm totally the least qualified guy on this side of the canal. I, yeah, I play a podcaster on TV. 
<laughs> All right. Statement number one. The Bills offense does not have enough weapons to win a Super Bowl. Overreaction, underreaction. False. Underreaction. False. We got <laughs> James Cook, Devin Singletary, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen. Just all I could have just said Josh Allen and said underreaction. Next question. So true. True. I would I would tend to agree with you on that point. The offense has been slow lately. Um, but I think that a large part of that was the the Jets defense. New England game wasn't really stat popping, but I think that they had their way with that defense, whereas it was a little bit more of a struggle against the Jets. So anyway, next one. The Dolphins offense will be more down to earth from here on out. After basically after seeing that Chargers game. Underreaction because I was just talking about this today. He this is very much like a, a rookie wall. It seems like Mike McDaniels is hitting. They came out hot. They torched the NFL, and now you're getting a lot of game tape. These RPOs that Tua is so good at to hit Waddle and Hill over the middle have been working less and less each week. They're facing injuries. Everybody's a little banged up. Tua's got an ankle banged up. You're going to get some bad weather games. They play in a tough division, obviously, so we, we might see some more of this trend. They might be able to back into the playoffs, but it's tough to go wire to wire here with a young rookie coach. Yeah. Bill's, uh, by the way, Bill's uh, chances of winning the division hop up to like 99% if they beat Miami. Well, they clinch a spot if they win, right? Right. They clinch a spot in the playoffs. And there's actually an article about that by Matt Warren. Yes. He crunched the numbers. That was a good article. Yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed reading that. So uh, shout out Matt Warren, Batavia native. All right. Next statement. Justin Herbert is and always has been a better quarterback than Tua. Only because... I uh, I like Tua, but I got to go Herbert. He can run. You give me a quarterback that can just move a little bit, then it changes the game. And Tua's not any way a mobile quarterback like he was even at Alabama pre-injury. So Herbert's got a cannon. Even if he might be a little reckless or a little off, I, I would take him over Tua. Yeah. For me, I think that this year has been kind of weird. I think that he has been off. His throwing motion has been off with the rib injury. And we're only now seeing him kind of return. I mean, he had some crazy stats and I didn't even realize how many passing yards did he throw for last night? Like over 400. Really? Something like what that. Was I saw, what was it? 31? I don't know. 31 or something. He, threw, he dropped back a lot. So, you know, that'll help. And they finally had their full stable of weapons back with Keenan yeah. Allen, Mike Williams, et cetera, et cetera. 367 yards. Sorry. 367. I don't, okay. I don't know how many. 39 of 51, 367 and a touchdown. So I wouldn't even need to get into mobility when I'm comparing these two guys. I think that just Herbert's a better pure passer. He makes, I mean, I'm not going to say that Tua doesn't make eye-popping throws because he has had a couple this season, but Justin Herbert has definitely shown that consistency over a couple more seasons where, you know, Tua might be, I don't know. We don't know if what this year looks like in the context of bigger things. Herbert has always had a cannon and has always had, those kind of eye popping stats and, and that sort of thing. So I still go Herbert, but you know, obviously things can change in the future. All right. Next one. The jets are going to be a problem for the bills for the next few seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a quarterback and they're good. Mike white. No, it depends how long they spend on this because Zach Wilson, if you're going to give at least one more year to this duo, whatever you want to call it, It'll be not fearing them. And then if you go one more year where you draft a guy and you, you got to play a rookie, 
then I'm still not really fearing him. So there, I would still put him three years out unless they go get like Lamar Jackson at $47 million a year or any other, what are some other free agent quarterbacks that could become available, but I don't, they're going to be too good to get a high draft pick and they're going to be not elite to, to beat us. So I'll take that. True. They could give up a lot of capital to move up in the first round, but again, we're not draft experts, so we don't know what that looks like just yet. But that actually leads me to my next question. The Jets, <laughs> this is literally what I have written down next. Overreaction, underreaction. The Jets are a QB away from being a Super Bowl caliber roster. Yeah, but a QB away is such a long way away. That's like saying, hey, I'm on my way to Europe and I'm stopping in California for a layover from New York, right? right. Or whatever. We, we made it four hours and we got 24 more to go or whatever you want to call it, a transatlantic flight. Uh, so you, you know, Russell Wilson, did that work? Anybody, anybody want to tell me? I was actually just thinking about Denver, like Denver historically, you know, last season, Oh, they're just a quarterback away. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's on Russell Wilson. Maybe that's so many teams. Sorry, John. I mean, I'll go, go off here. So many teams are quarterback (laughs) away. The NFL is full of talent. If you, the difference between nine and eight and 10 and three is Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, I don't. You you the get Colts also. The Colts also always a quarterback away. You know, yeah. we've oh, been yeah. saying. Yeah, I think it's more than that this year, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so hard to find a guy in that position that can make it a cycle in the NFL, which is what three years a three year cycle cycle in the NFL where you put film out there. You can be game planned against, and then you know what you're getting in that third year. Like everybody's prepared for you. We know who you are. Beat us, and we're gonna do everything yep. that we can to stop you. And if you can still do that, then you're the guy. And we've kind of we're in that year with Allen right now, and it it looks more difficult, right? Like this is. I mean, I guess no. This would have been his last year. Would have been his third year of being a star, but. It depends on what section of the season you look at. Yeah. Because it really is to it's it's hard to look at an Allen season in totality. I mean, you can look at the stats and average them out, but there's some really big highs and some really big lows yeah. among them. So we only hope that playoff Josh is a real thing and the clutch gene exists with oh, inside I, this man. It does on this because man, obviously. It, it does. It yeah. does. You know, but will we have that every December and January? Or will there just be some years where it just doesn't click? The offensive line isn't playing great. I think that's another big difference with this team right now is down the stretch last year, the run game got better and the offensive line started playing a lot better once they got Ryan Bates in there. And this year, the I mean, the Jets front is really good, so I don't want to say that this was like the be-all end-all, but the offensive line kind of struggled uh, during this game again. It just hasn't been playing as the top-tier offensive line that you'd want, you know. But we can't have everything, right? No. You know? But there's lots of Bills teams that had great offensive lines that didn't do anything because they didn't have a quarterback either. So, <laughs> and that's what I was going to say too. It's like we know everything there is to be uh, you know, about being a quarterback away. We're so. a Kyle Orton away. Oh, we were right. You know, oh, everyone's a, just a Matt Ryan away. Yeah. Everyone's Russell just Wilson. a Russell Matt. Wilson away. Well, the Lions or the the Rams were a Matt Stafford away. Turns it. out the Seahawks were a Geno Smith away, and that was the answer. Can I don't even that? know if that's like, an answer anymore. Are you watching these Seahawks games? Is it's doing? He's doing the same thing. He's getting the hot start. He put the film out there now. 
he seems to be tailing down a little bit and the NFL will get you at whatever point it may be. And you gotta, you gotta be good enough to adapt and beat it. So yeah. Is Geno Smith that guy? We'll see. I mean, he's been in the NFL this long, so a little credit to that. I know. I mean, that, what kind of career Renaissance could you even compare that to? Like maybe Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. It was interesting because what he was and even Tannehill has, has kind of gradually tailed off since he had that really good season. And really, you know, like Tannehill's success was coming from him not being asked to do too much. And with with the Seahawks running game as well, you know, Gino was, you know, they had to respect Kenneth Walker, and I, he struggled this last game because he was out. But what you are know. you gonna do? You got any more? Or was that wrap it up? That was that was all of them. Cool. Cool, those are good. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. That's a fun segment. We'll have to bring it back uh, with Pat because, you know, Pat never over or underreacts to anything ever. <laughs> He's very even keeled. You know, <laughs> we love that guy. That's funny. I Well, we love his reactions. I love his reactions to stuff. That's the best part. Yeah. yeah. That's why people listen. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Uh, I was th- yeah, whatever. Anybody who knows him is thinking that quote in his head. I know when I was watching the game this Sunday, I had that in my head. You yeah. know, I was, you know, when I do an intro for this, for this show, maybe I'll throw the, the Flacco clip in there. Nice. That'd be a good, uh, that'd be a good callback. Yes. But, all right. Well, we'll be back on Wednesday. Sorry. Friday for you guys. The episode Woo-hoo. will come out with Brando's bets, game picks. And uh, since we didn't have Pat on tonight, maybe we'll do quotes with Pat again. And if there's a Sabres update too, I mean, we're, Strongly trending towards segment mania every single Friday. So uh, it's fun keeps again, you on your toes. Nobody has told us to stop. So we had a guy say do more it. sabers. That was cool. I like yeah. That. Oh yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I, I wish we could do longer sabers segments because I would just ask Brandon questions because Brandon <laughs> is our resident hockey expert. He grew up playing hockey, has watched a lot more sabers, and I'm really I only became a every game Sabres watcher like the past two years because like with ESPN plus. But I like that the fans listen and they told us. So that was cool. Yeah. The fans. Yeah. If the we, guy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. You know who you are. Yeah. But uh yeah, I wish we could talk more Sabres on here, but we are, of course, a Buffalo, Buffalo Rumblings podcast. And so we gotta we gotta do mostly bills here. Well little, uh, little, little tidbits. That's all they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when they like fitting them in. When they put something more together, we'll you know we'll do something so special. They exactly. win a Stanley Cup, yeah. but you know the uh, the Sabers entered our podcast as a the, the butt of a joke at the beginning. So whereas now they've now they've crawled into our hearts and got us invested <laughs> in their team. Donnie Meatballs, what have you done? Yep. But anyways, yeah. anyway, we'll be back on Friday. Be sure to tune in. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Podcast. All the stuff we got. Merch for sale on our Etsy site. So if you go to Etsy.com and search Not Another Buffalo, or it's in our bio link, which is the link that's in our Twitter profile. But uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on Friday. Go Bills. Go Bills.